Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, it's hour number two of My Guys in the Desert from the South Point on a Thursday. v the Sports Betting Network. Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds here today. Wes, good to see you again. It's been a long break. I've been on the Follow the Money show. You've been on, I think, every show on the network in the past uh, two months. Been on that morning shift, man. Uh, and I know uh, after the show, you don't like to eat before the show. Like, I don't like to eat before the show. You get hungry, though, for breakfast late in that hour, don't you? I like morning. to eat before the show and after the show. <laughs> I prefer not to jog a mile and a half to get to the show like I had to yesterday <laughs> when the roads were shut down out here at the South Point. So I'm not sweating today like I was yesterday when I got into the studio. But, hey, let's talk Olympic basketball. Let's see. Subject of my column this week in Point Spread Weekly in the New York Post, USA Basketball hopes to avoid a fiasco in Tokyo. Do you think it will be a fiasco, Wes, or will the Team USA uh, figure it out at some point here uh, after losing a couple of exhibitions in Las Vegas? I got to think they're going to figure it out. Now, at minus 350, I would want a little bit less. If you gave me somewhere 250 to $3, I think there'd be some value on Team USA because now they're kind of seen as vulnerable based on the performance they had out here at Las Vegas over at the Michelob Ultra Arena, which is uh, just by the Mandalay Bay where they played these exhibition games about a week, week and a half ago. But 
look, the world is getting closer, as I mentioned earlier in the show, in terms of Australia. I think that they're probably the biggest threat to Team USA, the boomers, which is slang for mm -hmm. adult male kangaroos. Of course, you have several NBA players, Patty Mills, Joe Ingles, Matisse Thybul, Aaron Baines, Josh Green, Dante Exum. Also, remember Jock Landale. We are big college yeah. basketball fans, Matt. He was at St. Mary's uh, and plays in his home country of Australia and is a pretty good shooter, a pretty good big man that can step out and shoot. So the Aussies, I think, and they even would have been a better team. I think Ben Simmons really should have tried to maybe rehab his image a little bit and committed to international basketball. And I think if they would have had Simmons, they would be kind of right there on USA's heels. But right now you're getting Australia about 15 to 2. I think at BetMGM, you might be able to find some better prices in the market, but those mid-teen prices are absolutely gone right now. Yeah, a couple of days ago, or a few days ago at least, you could have found Australia 14 to 1. Mm. I think there were a couple books that left that up and uh, probably got hit on it, and those numbers have disappeared. Jeff Sherman at the Westgate Superbook was, uh, Jeff always seems to get the best number. He had, uh, he's, but he's in the business. He tracks this stuff every day. But he doesn't always give us the best number. Well, he does uh, sometimes. He does, he does. He, yeah. uh, he had 20 to 1. He got 20 to 1 on Australia. That's a great number. Yes. I think, and Jeff said if he power rated the teams in the Olympic basketball right now, it'd be US 1, obviously. At the Westgate, the US uh, is minus 500. Mm -hmm. You can find as low as minus 350. I wouldn't really, I wouldn't lay that unless yeah. it's around 250 or $3 yeah. if you can find that price out there. But anyway, Jeff's got 20 to 1. He power rates Australia number two. And uh, then after that, I think most people power rate Spain number three. But like you said, Spain's an older team. And mm -hmm. I don't think in a tournament format, Spain's got enough firepower to be Team USA. They certainly don't. They didn't beat them out here in the last exhibition game either. So Spain number three. And then you go down to some of the mid-rice teams, Slovenia with Luka Doncic also on that team. And remember, uh, former UVA Cavalier Mike Toby is the center on that Slovenian team. And then also France, who Team USA is going to go ahead and get in the first matchup on Sunday morning out here, 5 o'clock Pacific, 8 o'clock Eastern. So France has some NBA talent with Gobert and Fournier, Nidokina, Nick Batum. So they're a very good defensive team, and that's why I like the under in that game. Okay. was is, Aside from uh, betting the under in that first game against France, anything else that you have played on the Olympic basketball board? Did you get a future in? Uh, on any team other than the U.S.? Because I know you're not going to weigh that price no. with the U.S. right now. The only thing I did play was Australia to medal, which I did get at plus money, about a plus a buck and a quarter a couple mm -hmm. weeks ago. The Boomers have been really close. They finished fourth a couple times in the Olympics, but they've never had a team that I think really could medal. And I do think that they have this. I think it's a little bit open after Team USA. So Australia, I did get at plus money to win a medal. I did not quite get the price that Jeff Sherman right. and JBT got, of course, on the Australian futures. Anything double digits I might be interested in, but at 750, I'm going to take a pass. Does Slovenia have anything aside from Luka Doncic? Well, they do have a guy by the name of Mike Toby, who I mentioned, uh, mm -hmm. played at University of Virginia, who uh, is a decent enough center. They're not very deep, and plus Slovenia is in that Group C with Argentina, Japan, and Spain, so not really enough depth. Uh, Zoran Dragic, uh, Goran Dragic's younger brother, is the backcourt mate for Luka. All right, stay tuned. Derek Stevens and Mike Palm from Circa join us next.
My guys in the desert from the South Point Sportsbook. Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds here, hour number two today on a Thursday. V Send the Sports Betting Network. Let's welcome these guys in now. It's great to see Derek Stevens and Mike Palm from Circa at the V Send studio at the Circa Sportsbook. And Derek's got his usual striped sports coat on. Derek, I haven't seen you for quite a while. I was down there the night of uh, the UFC event when Conor McGregor uh, was fighting, and uh, we thought you were going to be hanging out and uh, drinking with us that night. You were MIA. I-, I was told you were out of town. What's going on? Yeah, I uh, I had to, I had to take a look at my schedule, and uh, you know I think every Saturday through for, through Super Bowls locked up, so that was the only time I could take Nicole out. Okay. So I uh, I hit the. You know, all the undercard uh, fights were great. Uh, but yeah, I missed you. I missed you. Uh, I missed you greatly, uh, Mr. Humans. <laughs> there were a lot of people looking for you that yeah. night, and we couldn't find uh, Mike. We, we didn't see Mike Palm down there that night either, but he set us up with uh, great seats down there to, great to watch place the fights. Great place to watch the fights, by the way. If you have not been to the warehouse up yeah. on the third floor at Circa, if you're not in the venue here in Las Vegas, that's the next pl- best place to be, and it you was were a great there time. That night, Wes. I was there. Wes that Reynolds night. was there. Mike Palm. How you doing today? How are things going with uh, Amal Shaw out on the nuts? Well, that was like, I mean, I, I said I could have done three hours with Towers today. It was that enjoyable. It's like going from a donkey to a Rolls Royce. Wow. Man. I mean, it's oh, wow. a- absolutely oh. incredible. Now, Amal's in Dallas. He's getting deposed in a lawsuit. I don't know the details, but maybe Vison sued him for larceny by false promise that he told Bill Aidy he was a host, you know. Well, that's, uh, I'm not sure if that's going to fly or not, but uh, I, hate to, I hate to hear that uh, I hate to hear that Amal Shaw is involved in uh, something like that. I'm sure it's not too shady. Anyway, uh, I, I like Josh Towers' name for his picks, the Towers Power Picks, right? Is that what he yeah, called the, it? Yeah. Was gr- yeah, and we called it the Josh Towers Power Hour when he was on, and he, he was absolutely fantastic. Look, I'm so blessed today, Derek. I mean, to be able to be on VSIN three times on the day that's probably the second most significant milestone in this station's <laughs> history, in this network's history. I would rank, arguably, May 14th, 2018, and the anniversary of the repeal of PASPA as the most significant date. But July 22nd, 2021, 2020, that we're celebrating a year anniversary. Do you realize that Ben Fox was hired one year ago today? I mean, that's got to be the the second most significant event. I saw it on said. Twitter. I saw it on Twitter. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that includes the four and a half months it took him to travel across the continent before he finally got here or not. <laughs> that does not. He showed up here sometime in <laughs> September, I think. Uh, but I did see. Did. I did see him tweet that today. Mike, uh, props to you. You've got a baseball winner in pocket. I think already today. You played the Tigers, right? Watch out for the Tigers. Now. I don't oh. know that they're out of. This is the greatest thing to come out of a Michigan, and I don't know since the since when. I, I mean they're the, the Michigan, the whole state, Detroit, I mean, they're just overwhelmed by the Tigers' success. The Red Wings even went out and made a trade to try to win today. Get, get Nadalkovich. I mean, the, it's, it's got a, a cascading effect. you got to talk about A.J. Hinch for manager of the year in the American League, though. I mean, it, without a doubt, uh, Spencer Turnbull out for the year, maybe next year, too, with Tommy John. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a big blow. But they finally found the right combination. Badu's great, the catcher. I mean, this team's exciting I've had them the last four days. I mean, just keep betting them. They're a small favorite or a dog. They've got the arms. The Rangers, I mean, you get Fultonevich today, and the Rangers haven't scored a run in about a month. But uh, they held on to win 7-5 to five today. So, yeah, we got the first one in the bank. 7-5 hey, to five Tigers, play, seven uh, straight wins for the Tigers. Go ahead, Derek. 
Yeah, seven straight wings, wins, and uh, boy, it's amazing. Uh, uh, yeah, Comerica Park starting to fill up. The crowd's standing, they're cheering, they're coming out of their uh, coming out of their cages, and I, there's no question. AJ Hinch, they, he's doing things that baseball fans love to see. People are running out ground balls. They're, the the way that their their base running is unbelievable. How they're going after. After an extra base, there's secondary leadoffs. Um, the defense. This is it's a little bit different. It's the way baseball used to be played, but it's exciting inch by inch. Cabrera stretched out a triple the other night. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've been down there at Circus Sports almost on a daily basis for the past couple months, and uh, I see that chart that you guys have in front of you. It's up there in the studio. Uh, Derek talked about the significance of the chart, and let's get an update on the Circus Sports contest because. Uh, we have a long way to go here, and a lot of people yet to sign up. Uh, tell, give us updated numbers and uh, talk about the details of the contest as of today. Yeah, I mean the good thing is is that uh, that people are coming into town, and we're you know we're starting to see some good growth in the uh, Circus Sports Millions. You know, last year we we guaranteed the three million. We did a little over three point three million, so uh, we were okay. We pushed it to four million. We kind of thought, well, there's a little more travel going on, and uh, and we got some growth in natural momentum, so we pushed it. Uh, you know, it was uh, way back in December when we were talking about what we were going to do with Survivor, and Mike, uh, Mike was just talking about how much how much airtime and how much discussion there was about this, and we really need to push it and push it and push it. You know, I listened to Mike, a patriot over here, and we decided to push it up. Uh, up to six million, and uh, now we're in deep, deep trouble. I mean, think about this: the millions is the millions is outperforming is outperforming by twenty five percent Survivor. So this could be the biggest EV overlay, the biggest nominal overlay. And I've been saying this for a little while: this Survivor, we're in trouble. We're in, big we're in tr- trouble. Too quirky. Trouble. Too, too many three game no, weeks. No, no, you gotta no. Use it's San Francisco. For, like, you gotta you, use Kansas you City. Never the been last a Survivor week. guy. You don't want to deal with Christmas. It's a humans, personal. You got a personal issue. Humans had it right on Follow the Money the day we announced the rules. He said, "This is your baby," and that's the reason we guaranteed six million. This is Derek Stevens' baby. Don't talk about Mike Thompson. There was a lot of discussion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike is right. Bottom actually, line is we're guaranteed. Guaranteed huh? six million, and uh, we got a long road to hoe. Our, our current contest uh, updated numbers are uh, at this point in the millions. We have uh, 524 entrants, and in Survivor, we're at 428 right now. So we got a little over a five and a half million dollar overlay on Survivor. But but you know, all joking aside, it's early. We're still in July. I mean, we're only starting to get, uh, you know, some of the networks to talk about football now that the NBA championship's over. So, you know, we're going to see, you know, 80% of uh, 80% of what happens from the middle of August onward. So it's early, but uh, I'd say we're in good shape on the millions and in trouble on Survivor. Well, I think the Survivor thing, Mike is uh, on to something here, and I've, I've felt that way about some of the Survivor contests. People need simple contests. I mean, when you get too deep into strategy, and it's uh, quirky with a lot of different rules. You yeah. lose you lose some people. Now, I appreciate the strategical part of it, and a lot of sharp betters really do, but I think sometimes the public masses get a little confused by all the rules, and they just want to be in the simple contest. Yeah, I understand, Matt, but, I mean, you're a professional on this on this network. You're the host of my guy. All we did last year was add Thanksgiving. We, had it, we made Thanksgiving <laughs> a week. That's all we did. So why is it a stretch? How can people understand Thanksgiving, but you can't understand Christmas? It's it's not that big a deal. So uh, we added one extra holiday, 
And uh, I understand the simplicity thing, but this is right up to up the alley of all of our VEASAN listeners. These are, uh, you know, you're not your average, you're not your average sports better that's listening to this show here. So we tried to do something that really caters to the VEASAN listener and, and everything else like that. Adding one extra holiday adds a little more strategy to the game. All right. Tell us about that color-coded chart in front of you. Well, of course, you need to have a color-coded chart like this. We'll be selling these in the gift shop within a week or two. I hope <laughs> this is the, this is going to tell you whether it's the whether it's a whether whether you've got the early morning Sunday game, the late afternoon, the Sunday night, and uh, and the Monday games. So this is how you chart out your path and how you get here to the promised land. So you know you work it. You know on a bull rush, you start from left to right. On the Merlin reversal, you re- work from from uh, right to left. And then, you know, somewhere in the middle, you're going to figure it out. But you need to have a map. You can't get from opening day till till a week, the last week of the season without uh, without a good map. So this is like your guide, color-coded, and we did it because it makes it simple. Derek, I'm concerned about the size of this. Will this fit in the overhead bin? No, no, we've been coming multiple sizes. We've got we've got eleven by seventeens. We've got roll ups. We got them in all different shapes. How about a pocket schedule that you could pick up maybe at the window at Circus Sports? Kind of like a season yeah, that's baseball a good idea. schedule. I like, I like, like the that. pocket schedule. Follow that's him a on. good idea, man. Maybe we gotta have to do all we've done all the real nice ones, laminated, color coded and all that, but maybe a pocket schedule like you get at a ballpark. That might work. That would be that's a decent idea. Follow him on Twitter at Derek J. Stevens, and uh, obviously follow Mike at Mike Palm Circa. He's the vice president of operations for the D Golden Gate and Circa. And I flew back into town Sunday night. I look up, and on the video board, I see Derek Stevens and Mike Palm sitting down for a fake press conference uh, to av- advertise the Circa Sports Contest. Man, you you uh, you're going all out. You love to market these contests, and when you land in Vegas and walk in the airport, it's Circa everywhere. It's Circa. Yeah, we know a few guys over there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, that's huh? going to be the commercial we're going to roll out here, uh, yeah. not too far down the road. So we got we've got some marketing work to do, and we're going to try to get this survivor uh, up and going. And uh, we think it adds a lot, a lot of excitement, uh, a lot of excitement to the football season. Hopefully, uh, Joe it's... Musgrove gets mm-hmm. the feel back on his slider, so a lot of people will be will be watching that commercial on the Padres game. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, that's a great West, great race, by the way, in the National League West. And the Giants up two games on the Dodgers after last night's results. But, Mike, uh, before we wrap it up on baseball, I want to ask you about the contest, uh, too, because Derek, he's a salesman. He likes to build the drama and act like he's going to get burned on a big uh, layover. But we know that's probably not going to happen, right? I think these numbers are going to get hit by late August. Do you believe that? Well, Mitch Moss made a great point on Follow the Money, uh, and I was on with Mitch and Adam Hill. By the way, Adam Hill's great. I, I, that was that was excellent. I've enjoyed doing Adam well, Hill on I Mike like Hill. having Adam Hill on Follow the Money, so then, then we get Maddie here on My Guys and interviewing us. But anyhow, aside from that, Mitch said, will the market allow an overlay? Which is a great point. Are people, when they see that there's going to be an overlay, will... Will a guy like Bill Krakenberger and 500 of his compatriots swoop in and, and, get, and get that survivor guarantee over the top? No, I think Crack and his compatriots will uh, wipe out that overlay. And I agree. That's why I've always felt like you're going to hit those numbers is because when you start talking about the overlay, then the vultures swoop in and uh, it disappears. Do West, you kind of feel like that's the scenario? Yeah, I think we're going to get a lot of late yeah. signups. I was talking with uh, Matty Simo, who runs footballcontest.com with Tony Law, and that's what he thinks. He's not worried. I know Derek, it's his money, so he's got to worry about the overlay, but the uh, proxies are not worried. I think business is about to pick up. 
All right, again, uh, tell us those numbers again, Derek, and the, and the target numbers you want to hit in both circuit contests. Well, we got to hit $4 million in, uh, in the millions, and we have to hit $6 million in Survivor. We're currently at five twenty four in the millions and uh, four twenty eight in Survivor. So long, long road to hoe here. Well, you're open 24 hours down there at the Circus Sportsbook uh, downtown and plenty of time to sign up. You get about six weeks to sign up. Uh, for the circuit contest. By the way, this segment is brought to you by footballcontest.com, the number one proxy service and top source for info on Las Vegas football contest, including live standings. You just need to go to footballcontest.com. Matty Simo's the guy to talk to. They're the number one proxy service in Las Vegas. Uh, Mike Palm, let's talk a little baseball here before we wrap it up. So the uh, Giants and Dodgers go again tonight. Walker Bueller. A big favorite against the Dodgers, who blew it last night. Kenley Jansen coughed it up in the ninth inning. This has been a pretty good series uh, so far. Dodgers minus 170, total of 7.5. Uh, anything you saw worth playing in this game tonight or in the rest of baseball? You have a winner with the Tigers today. What else did you play tonight? Well, you know, this is a great series, and I don't know how long it's going to take before the betting market will recognize the Giants. You can still get them at plus 310 to win the West. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could be up four games after tonight. Uh, the Italian stallion, Anthony Desclafani, has been outstanding this year for them, although I think Walker Bueller is the top pitcher for the Dodgers, especially with I don't think we're going to see Bauer anymore. Uh, Jensen gets booed last night, booed off the mound in Dodgers mm-hmm. Stadium. Rodgers blows the game the night before in the ninth for the Giants. They were up 6-2 there. I've laid off this game. You know, I like to play first five unders. I've just about sworn off it. It's too hard anymore to play these. I thought I, w- I had a rocking chair game the other night in Detroit, and then Kyle Gibson gives up four in the bottom of the, uh, the, bottom of the fifth to go over the four and a half with six runs. I played my old guy. I, I had to choose. You know, I love these Asian pitchers, the Kikuchis. The reuse. I had to choose between Young Young Kim tonight. Towers went with Kim and the Cardinals to to, to beat the fading Cubs. I went with Kent to Maeda. I laid a dollar thirty nine at home. These Angels, when Otani's not hitting, punchless, punchless. This home run derby curse. I mean, he's four for twenty one since the break. One homer, one double, eleven punch outs, and twenty one at bay. If he's not hitting, they're not hitting. I'll take Kenta at a pretty cheap price against Mister Haney for the Angels tonight. Hey Mike, question for you. Um, since the All Star break, Reds uh, Reds came out of the out of the gate one and five. What do you think of this Castiano in- injury? Does this I impact well, everything? Because it changes the trading deadline. Now Castillo might be one of the one of the top people going yeah, after. I don't know. That whole series flipped with the Brewers, and I bet Castiano's at fifty to one to win MVP on the hope that Degrom was going to be out for a while. Yeah. He was getting all the timely hits. We don't know when we're going to get Castiano's back. Yeah, I don't know what the Reds are going to do. They. Sonny Gray is not Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray's on the – you know the best pitcher for the – nobody's talking about this. Outside of DeGrom and Gossman, the best pitcher in the National League, starting pitcher in the National League this year has been Wade Miley. Mm-hmm. Wade Miley, 10 of 11 starts, two earned runs or less, four of his last five, one earned run or less. This guy has been outstanding. And just about 45 seconds left, what's going on down there on Fremont Street this weekend? Who is in town on the Third Street stage? Well, we got a we got a concert. We have a concert tonight at the at the event center, and then uh, and then on Saturday night we got docking. We're going to be rocking back like it was nineteen into the fire. How these, about that? All, all these yeah. management trainees are going to be with Derek. All these kids right out of school. None of them ever heard of Don Dockin. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, they were around there no. twenty years later. No. Uh, we're going to be rocking out uh, this I tell weekend. You, uh, Wes Reynolds will be down there rocking with Dockin. <laughs> Uh, we saw a metal band down there a couple weeks ago. I think there's a good chance you're going to be down there. Derek Stevens, great to see you back. We missed you a couple weeks ago. Good luck with your contest, baby. 
And uh, Mike Shaw, uh, Mike Palm, can you update <laughs> us on the Amal Shaw court case when you get a chance, please? Yeah, we, we, he may be back tomorrow. If not, I got towers on standby. Okay, good deal. That's uh, Mike Palm and Derek Stevens from Circuit Sports Downtown. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to get Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of the Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Dirk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? see the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex-
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. OddsTrader.com studio at South Point Casino. OddsTrader.com. Download the free OddsTrader app right now. Start winning with up to the second info you need. OddsTrader.com. The host of the next show here on VSIN just walked into the studio and I looked over. He's wearing a mask. I didn't recognize him. I thought, man, Gil Alexander's gained weight and he's been lifting <laughs> weights. Uh, that's not Gil. That's Jeff Parles. He's going to host the next show. Hey, uh, we're one week out from the NBA draft. Wes Reynolds, Thursday night, July 29th. I read a uh, story this morning on The Athletic written by Seth Davis. It was re- actually really good. He, he talked to various NBA scouts, and he granted them, granted to each scout anonymity, so he was able to uh, publish all their opinions about the top 50 players that are ranked in this NBA draft. I know it was a good story because uh, I didn't plan to read the whole thing, and I ended up reading the whole thing. And there are detailed scouting reports on the top 50 players. I think when you read that and you come away from it that there's no doubt Cade Cunningham's going to be the number one pick in the draft. Uh, after I read it, I thought a very good bet that Jalen Green is going to be the number two pick. And if you look at some of the odds out there, Jalen Green, DraftKings minus 150 to be the number two pick. Evan Mobley in the running, so is Jalen Suggs, even though I don't think Suggs is going to go number two now. It looks like between Green and Mobley. Mm-hmm. How do you think that number two pick is going to play out in a draft? Yeah, I was trying to sell JVT on the nightcap on Monday night here. I was like, you think maybe you're buying Evan Mobley here at number two potentially, and there's plus money because the market clearly has shifted over to Jalen Green, the the G League player from last year, who's probably the best scorer in this draft, kind of a little bit of a cross between like a Zach Levine and a Devin Booker. But obviously, Mobley is a center in a league where big men seem to be a little bit less and less valuable. And look, Daryl Morey not there in Houston anymore, but a lot of his disciples are still there. So maybe they don't go with Mobley because they do have Christian Wood, of course, the former mm-hmm. UNLV Rebel, who I think uh, kind of reached a new level in his game this year. Like, I think Mobley, if you were going just by like power ratings or like best available player, I would say he's number two, but I don't know if he's going to fit here. I was kind of trying to see maybe if there was some value for Evan Mobley at number two. Doesn't look to be. It looks like Jalen Green mm-hmm. has got the momentum, but I think that top four, it looks to be Cunningham, Green, Mobley, Suggs, and some kind of order but I do think Scotty Barnes maybe could crack into that top four where you might see Toronto go ahead and take a look at him because uh look Toronto loves those athletic wings of course they have OG Ananobi you know who Scotty Barnes has been compared to Pascal Siakam yes who they might be trading and of course they also have OG Ananobi and uh Scotty Barnes this would be the second year in a row where a Florida State player is going to kind of rise up through the draft as we get closer and closer and rise up the lottery remember Patrick Williams Mm -hmm. went the number four pick to the Chicago Bulls and it was like Patrick Williams wow number four pick Florida State seems to have a player like that every year Florida State I don't know how they ever lose a game when you look at the athletes (laughs) that they have like when they get off the bus it's like dude if there's an obstacle course competition 
division. They're going to beat every damn program in the country, but somehow, some way, they just never have enough offense when they need it in the tournament. Florida State basketball players in the draft kind of remind me of LSU wide receivers yes. in the old days in the NFL draft. You're like, uh, oh, that guy played wide receiver at LSU? Yeah. You never saw him because they never threw the ball right. that much. <laughs> right. That all changed with uh, Joe Burrow a couple of years ago. I think Jalen Green's a pretty good bet to be the number two pick. So if you can find a better price than minus 150, I would play it. Based on everything I read, it looks like, you know, he played in the, uh, what do they call it, the G League? What's mm-hmm. it called? Yeah, G League. For de- developmental players yes. who don't play college basketball. Uh, so I've only watched highlight tapes of him, but he, he's a Bradley Beal type of guy who's going to fill it up. He can be an explosive scorer. I think he's going to excite a lot of teams. I believe he's going to be the number two pick, and it looks like Evan Mobley's going to go number three. Do you agree with that? Or You said you were trying to make a case for yeah, Mobley at two. Yeah, I was, but yeah. now I look at it, and Green is a little bit more of a better fit, and this is a yeah. team that does have older guards, quite frankly. John Wall, Eric yeah. Gordon, both have had injury issues, so you need some scoring punch out of that backcourt. I think you have a nice piece in Christian Wood, not that he's your total franchise player, but he's a nice guy to build around, I think. Christian Wood from UNLV, who was undrafted a few uh, uh, five years ago, mm-hmm. I think five was it five or six years ago, five years ago, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Chris Wood has developed into a, a great player. He's he's basically six eleven. He can shoot the three. Can play all over the floor. So I think a, a shooting guard makes more sense for the Rockets. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I would certainly think so. You think there's any chance? There's always a little chance, but what do you put the percent chance on Cade Cunningham going number one? 100 percent 100 not even 99 not 99 100 percent he is a detroit give me a sleeper in this draft wes uh who do you like maybe in the top 30 prospects is there a guy you think uh well i call a sleeper a guy can go in the top six i know he's kind of slated right now in the middle of the first round moses moody out of arkansas yeah i I think he is going to be the riser next weekend Mm -hmm. you're going to see him go earlier so maybe bet him on an under prop in terms of draft position that's a good call there all right we'll talk more baseball betting when we come back here on My Guys in the Desert. Football season's right around the corner, not too far away from the NFL Hall of Fame game. We got the uh, preseason and college football kicking off before you know it. The VSEN football betting guides are coming soon. There's no better way to prepare for the college and pro football seasons. Wes Reynolds and our team of experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Each guide is only 20 bucks. Discounts available when you buy both. You should buy both. Now is the time to reserve your copy. Sign up. Also, that's another option. You can sign up for VSEN All Access. Get everything we offer for the entire football season. You go to vsen.com slash subscribe. And uh, over 100 pages in this college football betting guide. All right, Wes, let's talk uh, baseball. Last night, the uh, San Francisco Giants got to Kenley Jansen in the ninth inning. It's been a... Um, 
a series of comebacks the past two nights. The Dodgers walked off the Giants two nights ago. Last night, the Giants came back, stunned the Dodgers in the ninth, 4-2 to two at about plus 150. How about that price on the Giants? And this is from MLB Stats on Twitter. The Giants have reached 60-plus wins in their first 95 games for the first time since 1993. And they've had three World Series championship teams in the past uh, 12 years in that span. But first time since 1993, the Giants at 60 wins. And uh, after last night's win, the Giants up two games on the Dodgers. They are 60-35, and 7-3 and three in their past 10. And uh, tonight, a pretty good pitching matchup at Dodger Stadium. Yeah, and we keep waiting to see if the Giants pitching staff is going to regress here because they've had a lot of reclamation projects mm-hmm. on this staff, quite frankly. Logan Webb has been very solid in 12 starts, 4-3. and three. Aaron Sanchez has been injured. He got off to a decent start. But if you look, Kevin Gaussman, 9-3 and three with the 184 ERA. Anthony DeSclafani, who had his probably his worst year in Cincinnati last season, 10-4 and four with the 278 ERA, about 3 95 on the XFIP. So you're thinking, okay, regression might be coming, especially for Gaussman and DeSclafani. John Cueto has pretty much been what he is in ERA at four, six, and five on the year. But somehow this team is just not going away. And everybody is kind of thinking, okay, this team is eventually going to fall down a little bit. But this is a team that I think I would actually favor them. I think Danielle and I last week went over the playoff props in terms of who is going to make the playoffs. And obviously the Dodgers, very short price. I would actually take the Giants over the Padres to make the playoffs out of this division. Mm -hmm. Well, they've been uh, the better team through about 100 games. And uh, I don't necessarily disagree with you. I've been saying for two months the Giants are for real. They're not going to fade. A lot of people keep saying they're going to fade, but the pitching has been there. Kevin Gossman's been great. Anthony DiScofani goes tonight. You can get him at a price of about plus 155. That's the best number out there in the market. Walker Bueller goes for the Dodgers, and uh, Bueller is 10-1 with a 0.91 whip. He has made three starts against the Giants this season, and this uh, will give you cause for concern if you want to bet against the Dodgers tonight. Uh, Bueller in his three starts on June 29th, six and two-thirds innings, no runs, one hit, seven uh, seven strikeouts. That was a 3-1 win. Bueller against the Giants on uh, May 28th, six innings, one earned run. Bueller at San Francisco on May 22nd, seven innings, one earned run. So that's 19 and two-thirds innings. Two earned runs for Walker Bueller against the Giants this season. And those numbers you just mentioned with Bueller, I guess, would give you a pause on an over, but yet the over looks like it's getting a little money. Seven and a half minus 115 was the overnight price, the in minus $1.25. Juice to the over are our friends at Circus Sports. And I think probably just looking at the numbers, both guys have ERAs in like the mid twos, and both of them have XBIPs in the high threes. So maybe they're banking on regression tonight, and that's why you're seeing a little support for the over. All right, that's Circus Sports right now. The uh, Dodgers minus 165, Giants plus 150 at the South Point. Dodgers minus 170, Giants plus 155. Actually, the Westgate's got the best price out there. It looks like if you want to bet the Giants, a plus 158. Anyway, Giants-Dodgers tonight. Walker Bueller, 10-1. Uh, Again, Wes, it looks like we're not going to see Trevor Bauer. Mike Paul mentioned this, and it's a subject you don't want to jump into too di- deeply. It's uh, There's a lot of legal ramifications, and who knows what MLB is going to do with Trevor Bauer. But you would probably uh, make it an odds-on favorite that he's not going to reappear this season. 
Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of one of the reasons I've stayed away a little bit from Dodger Futures. I know because they haven't just run away with this division like a lot of people thought before the season was going to start that now you're getting maybe some value or you're getting a decent price on this team. But I'm not so sure about it. Now, maybe it's a good thing, at least for the Dodgers, to eliminate any kind of distraction, no matter how this thing plays out. But still, Dodgers may be having to try to shop around and see if they can add an arm next week at the deadline. We know the Dodgers have plenty of resources, so if Trevor Bauer's done for the season, which looks like it's probably the case, who do you think they can go out and get? Would it be Kyle Gibson, or would they shoot higher for a guy like uh, Max Scherzer? Well, there's a few guys out there in terms of the pitchers, and you mentioned Gibson uh, from the Texas Rangers, who's certainly going to be on the move. I think they're going to be selling. Joey Gallo is going to probably find a new destination as well. But you look at Herman Marquez in Colorado. Maybe they're willing to part with John Gray. Also in Colorado, Jose Barrios, you would think, mm-hmm. would be on the move from Minnesota. In terms of a bullpen, Craig Kimbrell's obviously going to be the big ticket out there. So uh, I Dodgers. don't know if the Dodgers have enough necessarily yeah. to give the Cubs as good enough of a return as they would want on Kimbrell, though. Well, I don't know how much the Cubs can ask for Kimbrell. I, I think he's probably near the end of his career, too, even though he's having a very good year. Kenley Jansen needs some help out there. And Matt, can I give a little bit of breaking news here? This from Jeff Passan on Twitter of mm-hmm. ESPN. We mentioned when we had Ken Korach on from the A's, the A's radio network, about Nelson Cruz maybe having a, a possible destination to Oakland. Well, it looks like his destination is about to be found, and it's about to go to Tampa Bay. Because it looks like Tampa Bay is going to acquire Nelson Cruz, who is in high demand. Even though he's 40 years old, he's still got some pop and still can knock him out of the yard. He's going to be a free agent next year, as Ken mentioned in our segment earlier. So looks like Minnesota Twins now starting to sell. We would expect that they would. That's a Nelson good addition Cruz. for the Rays lineup. I yeah. like that move for the Rays. Yeah, and, yeah. and I think the Rays, too, still need to do a little bit of work. I don't think they're going to be done yet. I think they need another arm in that rotation. Oh, no you know, I thought maybe they would try to get Barrios from Minnesota. Minnesota, but they do add Nelson Cruz, who gives them some pop in that bat. I don't know the return as of yet. This is just breaking. But Minnesota now in sell mode. I would expect Taylor Rogers, that reliever, to be moved. I think Barrios, if they get the right return, he's going to be moved. Minnesota has been the most disappointing team in the American League this year. Uh, There's no doubt about that. And uh, we have one final to report in baseball for today. We're going to break down all of uh, tonight's schedule, what's left of it, in the uh, final segment of today's show. But Mike Palm had a winner today in baseball. He started off with the uh, Tigers over the Rangers. And the Tigers won that game 7-5. to five. How about that? That's right, Tigers. Seven-game win streak for the Tigers. Yeah, they've been scrappy all year. I mean, you look at some of these other teams, the Royals have not been very good, and Detroit was picked to finish last, but they've been, they give you an honest nine innings. Here at the South Point, the Tigers close minus 138, and that's 7-5 to five win over Texas. Quick break, we come back, we'll wrap up uh, baseball betting for tonight, my guys in the desert. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game winner ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. 
ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my dance, <laughs> Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. If you're looking for a hot tip to bet on, Bet Rivers Sportsbook has you covered every day. Go to the Bet Rivers app or betrivers.com and find the game you want to bet on. Tap tips, T I P S, and you'll get instant research for the upcoming matchup. Try it out for baseball, soccer, tennis, golf, and a variety of sports. And to make your experience even more rewarding, Bet Rivers offers the most live streams of major sports. Instant payouts and only one time playthrough. Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. This offer is valid. 
in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Also available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey, and you must be 21. The Bet Rivers Sportsbook, you go to BetRivers.com. Matt Humans, Wes Reynolds here to wrap it up today on uh, My Guys in the Desert from the South Point. Wes, we talked about Dodgers hosting the Giants tonight. It's uh, a late start, 10-10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so you got some uh, late baseball betting action on the board tonight. Let's talk about the other games in the National League uh, first. The Braves. Uh, did this game? No, this game's going to start in about 10 minutes. Yes. Braves and Phillies. Charlie Morton and Matt Moore. And uh, Charlie Morton is a favorite, former Tampa Bay Ray Charlie Morton. Uh, here at the South Point, minus 139, total of eight and a half. Yeah, and Matt, about a little bit over a week and a half ago, this before the DeGrom injury going on that 10-day injured list, I did bet the Phillies at 6-1 to one to win the NL East, and I did bet them on the win total, of course, before the season. I kind of think that they're the comer in this division, the one that really might be in better shape to go ahead and chase down the New York Mets. If uh, We'll see what the Mets also do at the, at the deadline, but yet another pitching injury. They're kind of used to that in flushing Queens, New York, having a big starter go out in the middle of the summer. But the Phillies, I do think that they could start. They're going to start to hit better. But one of the things that really worries me about the Philadelphia Phillies, this bullpen is not very good. And you kind of saw that in the Bronx, where I thought they outplayed the Yankees and end up uh, losing two or three. They're 22nd in the in the entire league in ERA from their relievers, 4.64. They actually lead the league in blown saves. They've got a couple guys on the COVID list. And if you look at at their uh, relievers that were actually used last night in New York. They use Ranger Suarez. They use Archie Bradley, Connor Brogdon, Hector Neris were all used last night. Bradley and Brogdon both went multiple innings, so clearly they are not going to pitch. But then they get another bullpen that stinks in the Atlanta Braves. So Charlie Morton, Charlie, my favorite Morton, he is going to go ahead and have to take it deep into this game, and he certainly has six and a half innings per start over his last six games. So Charlie Morton had a slow start for Atlanta has kind of figured it out a little bit bit lately he's been a little bit better on the road too he's 283 on the era in seven road games just 424 or 424 rather in truest park down in atlanta so you're seeing a little bit of movement on the braves here at open 130 seeing some 138s 139s 140 i certainly don't disagree with the move yeah these teams have been right around 500 most of the season the braves 46 and 48 the phillies at 500 i thought the braves would be the team to uh, track down the Mets in the second half, but the Ronald Acuna injury is going to be, I think, too much for the Braves to overcome. Yeah, you got to wonder how active they're going to be at the deadline. I know if they did get Jock Peterson from Chicago and the oh, Chicago Cubs. Oh, that'll put you over the top. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, look out. 20-game winning streak coming. They're going to go 20-6 yeah. and six here over the next 26 games, but nevertheless, that just, I think, was more of an indicator of the Cubs that they are going to be sellers at the deadline. Tony Macklin, the Las Vegas film critic on Twitter, said uh, he's harsh on the Philadelphia team sometimes times because he's a Philly guy. He said, the Phillies are rubbish. Have talent. <laughs> rubbish. Have That's such a movie critic's <laughs> word. Rubbish. Have talent, but no discipline. McCutcheon homers in the ninth and the players cavort with a homer hat on head. <laughs> two runs down in the ninth. Three crucial times. Phil's had man on third with less than two outs. Cade each time. No capable coaching. Smug. Sloppy. That's his uh, assessment. Phil, of Phil, Philadelphia people being harsh. Those are just salt of the earth people on Twitter, Matt, especially of the sports betting variety. <laughs> Padres and uh, Marlins in Miami. Blake Snell goes against Anthony Bender. And the Snell is minus 148 here at the South Point. Blake Snell 
has not been good on the road this season. The Padres were 0-8 in his first eight road starts. They have won his past two road starts, but not because Snell was great. In his last mm-hmm. road start at Washington on uh, July 17th, he went four innings, allowed six hits, four walks, four runs, but he got a lot of run support in a 10-4 uh, win. Snell has got a 1.60 whip in 17 starts. He's 3-3. Three and three. He's been a flop for the Padres, but a big favorite on the road here against the Marlins and Anthony Bender. Now, would you endorse the underdog here necessarily? Well, I'm thinking about the dog, but I wish yeah. you had a better pitcher than Bender if yeah. you're going to bet the Marlins. Yeah, because I certainly don't want Snell here, so I certainly yeah. wouldn't bet the Padres. This would just be Marlins or pass for me. All right, let's look at Cubs and Cardinals in St. Louis. A couple nights ago, how about that? The Cubs scored sixth in the, in yes. the night to come back and beat the Cardinals 7-6. to six. Cardinals came back to win last night. Adbert Alzale for the Cubs against uh, Kim for the Cardinals. And uh, to South Point, let's uh, let's call it minus one twenty-five for the uh, Cards. Total of uh, eight or eight and a half out there. Albert Alzale does have problem with the home run ball. His home run through nine innings, just a little bit under two. And he's a guy that kind of been waiting for regress to regress a little bit, even though he's posted below average numbers already. Actually, uh, Quang Young Kim has been the best Cardinal pitcher thus far this season. Doesn't really strike you out a lot, but he keeps the ball inside the yard. The home run through nine rate is just point sixty nine. The slider has been pretty good. That's really his best pitch. Opponents just hit a little bit under 200 against it. Cubs don't really hit the sliders very well and this is a team that strikes out a lot so I could definitely see a a good outing for Kim I think the price is relatively in reach here at minus 122 look both these teams under 500 with Milwaukee kind of pulling away I don't know if the Cardinals are going to be sellers like the Cubs because the Cubs a lot of that is predicated on a lot of their contract situations Mm -hmm. but Cardinals look like a team that's going to stand pat and just probably just hope for the best. That's all I could see from the Cardinals. But you look at that lead, really only the Reds maybe could catch the Brewers, and even that's a chore with that bullpen. And then, of course, now Castellanos out the next couple weeks. Breaking news from uh, Jeff Parles of Easton. The Tampa Bay Rays are finalizing a deal to acquire Nelson Cruz from the Twins. Did uh, Parles get that info from Jeff Passan or other way around? It, uh, I don't know, man. Jeff is pretty dialed in amongst Major League Baseball circles from what I hear, but you are absolutely right. Tampa Bay, we thought, was going to be active at the deadline and try to get some help, and they certainly do with Nelson Cruz. I like that moves for the Rays. He's yeah. not going to be in the lineup tonight, obviously. Yeah, it's Luis Patino against Cal Quantrill, son of Paul Quantrill. The Rays are uh, minus one. 32 total at nine and a half at Cleveland West. Yeah, and the over's getting bet here. It's gone from nine to nine and a half here. Cal Quantrill, uh, you know, basically kind of like a three or four inning pitcher, not a guy that really goes deep into the game. Uh, XPIP a little bit better than his ERA, but not really by much. Luis Patino, obviously, he is not going to go. So you're going to see a lot of bullpen action in this game. And that's why the over has been bet from nine to nine and a half. Yankees and Red Sox do it in Boston tonight. Uh, This game about 15 minutes away from the first pitch. Jordan Montgomery against Tanner Houck. And the Yankees at the South Point right now, plus 133. You can find 140 out there, I think, at one spot in the market. Total of 9.5. Jordan Montgomery, 18 starts, 3-5. and But he's got some decent numbers. He's got 9 Ks per 9 innings, 1.20 whip. He started against the Red Sox. If you want a barometer of what Montgomery is probably going to do tonight, he's got two starts against the Red Sox. Uh, in June, late June at Boston, six innings, eight hits, two walks, three earned runs. That was a 4 2 loss. Mid July against Boston in New York, that game, uh, six innings, 
three earned runs, a 4-0 loss. So basically you're going to get six innings and three earned runs mm-hmm. from Jordan Montgomery against the Red Sox tonight if uh, he pitches like he did the last two times against Boston. Yeah, and Tanner Houck on the Boston side has only made a couple starts, just gone nine and a thirds, but has been relatively solid. Uh, 42 ERA, but much better on the XFIP at 287. So perhaps some positive regression. Also, Jordan Montgomery, kind of been what he is this year. Three and five, as you mentioned, in 18 starts. I think he's been kind of consistent. Uh, he's certainly been at least a little bit more consistent than like Jamison Tyone has been, who mm-hmm. has had some really up and down starts to make go Herman very much the same probably the walks too high for both of those gentlemen so I didn't really know where to go on the side and I'm interested to see what the Yankees do at the deadline if really there's anything that they can do I know they don't want to sell because that's not going to go well in New York City but it's probably maybe what they should do but what I would be looking at for this play Boston I think was a 120 favorite in the overnight now I'm seeing as high as like 145 146 147 Mm -hmm. so miss the party if you like the rest Socks, but where I'd go here is the under nine and a half. Bet MGM's up to minus 155 on Boston. Uh, how about Joey Gallo? You think that'd be a good move for the Yankees? They need a left-handed power bat. Yeah, because they don't have hardly any in the uh, lineup. That's why I thought in the offseason, I'm like, you know, it'd be a really good fit at Yankee Stadium that makes a lot of sense. Kyle Schwarber. Of sure. course, Kyle Schwarber is now. I've been saying that for three years. I have yeah, too. Yeah. And, and and look, I wanted I wanted him to go there. I thought he was going to have uh, massively stupid numbers on that short right Brian field Cashman porch. Brian Cashman was not that smart. Brian Cashman doesn't know that Indiana uh, University guys are going to win for you. Well, he also doesn't know the left-handed power hitters would probably be a, a good idea to put in that lineup. Yeah, when you've State. got a, a left, a right field porch at about 200 feet. All right, quickly, last two games. The screen's lighting up here on Angels-Twins. And at the south point right now, Minnesota minus 128, total of nine and a half shaded under. And it's Andrew Haney for the Angels against Kenta Maeda. Yeah, and Andrew Haney kind of seeing the money here. And if you look at the peripherals, and that's why I think he's getting it, 556 in terms of the ERA, but 383 on the XFIP. He's a guy I've tried a couple times this year. I'm like, okay, positive regression is coming, and it never really does. Uh, Ken Amayeda, look, since he's went to Minnesota, he's a fly ball pitcher in a fly ball yard. And that's why you're not seeing him, I think, post the numbers, obviously, that he did at Dodger Stadium. So I don't necessarily disagree with this move on the Los Angeles Angels. Okay, we talked to Ken Korak, the Oakland A's radio broadcaster during this show, the voice of the A's. And uh, he's going to call the game tonight. A's, Mariners in Seattle, Sean Manea against Chris Flexen. And uh, these teams, actually, these pitchers matched up on June 2nd. And uh, Manaya pitched a uh, complete game. He threw a shutout against the A's. That was a 6-0 win. What do you expect tonight, Wes? Well, we'll see if Chris can flex it on the Oakland A's tonight. Uh, Oakland is getting the money. It was 128 in the overnight. Now a dollar forty. Flexen, like Ken Korach mentioned, probably the most consistent pitcher for Seattle. He's kind of doing this with smoke and mirrors, but nevertheless, they're six games over 500. Lean Oakland, but I'm going to pass. It's already moved about 15 cents. All right, that's Wes Reynolds. Thanks to Kenny White, Ken Korak, Mike Palm, and Derek Stevens today on My Guys in the Desert. Stay tuned. A lot going on tonight on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. 
Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you.